Welcome to the Humans of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire financial technology industry. Today we are at Fintech Connect and hearing live from Sohail Raja. Sohail is Head of Execution Platforms and UK Chief Digital Officer at Societe Generale. He is a business and technology leader, part of the senior management team with a wealth of expertise in successful digital product development, digital transformation, AI and data management at global financial institutions, startups and consultancies. So there's a lot to unpack wow. in that and he is here today to That's tell us That's a mouthful, more. isn't it, already? Yeah. Welcome. It's Thank you very much you. for having me out here. So you're here today hosting a discussion on the future of fintech and DeFi. Share some thoughts yeah, on that sure. without giving too much away. No, 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 absolutely. So it's part of, part of my remit in the UK is to look at the fintech ecosystem and uh, share that with our teams in, in Paris, with our group innovation team and our global markets incubator team. I've been at Subgen for a few years now, so having that relationship and building those relationships allows me to have those conversations. We're going to have a trusted source for them to see what's going on in the UK. And what we've seen typically this year, last 18 months or so, is that the volume of people approaching us is, and we'll see this in some of the funding that we see with fintech, that we see more approaches from DeFi firms than actually fintech firms, or the classic fintech firms. And obviously, DeFi's had a lot of uh, news because of digital assets and Web3 and blockchain. Blockchain was there previously a few years ago where we had a strategic investment with R3, and that's how we got involved in blockchain itself. But the last 18 months, there seems to have been a, a ramp up of the number of people approaching us to have discussions around DeFi solutions rather than what we call now legacy, if you want, or old school mm. fintech solutions. And that's how this panel's come about. It was with Rita, Rita Martin. She's from HSBC Partnerships, Fintech Partnerships team. We're both on the DX advisory team. And we thought, actually, we're both seeing the same thing. Why don't we do a conversation around that to, you know, in the FinTech Connect um, session today, 2022 session today. And that's how that's come about. It's fascinating, really, just the constant movement within yeah. our industry. Like, there's always the next step and what we can be doing better, bolder, more more efficiently. Absolutely. Um, and this event itself is fantastic. You know, FinTech Connect, we're connecting people and it's brilliant to see it. You're on the board of FinTech Connect. So what are the goals? I think the goals really that we were looking at at the beginning, I've been probably on it now for about two years now as, as a board member. I think the goal really was to help the, the team around FinTech Connect get a view from the buy side, the institutional side, what we were seeing in terms of FinTechs, relationship with FinTechs, outside of FinTechs, what we're doing internally to digital transformation. Of course, that's been another buzzword for us, God knows how long, but you know, we'll yeah. continue um, and give them a view of what's going on from our side, that that would help them with the conversations they were having with FinTechs to say, look, we think these are the gaps, these are the areas of opportunity to have discussions. And then we've given our input as well in terms of those relationships. And like I said, the, the, the area that we were seeing a lot of traction or uh, conversations was around DeFi solutions for institutions. And for an example of that would be collateralization of, of digital assets. How do you bring that into the real world? How do you do, you start hearing different languages of off-ramping, on-ramping, and yeah, yeah. that brings up another definition of words and trying to figure all that stuff out as well. And that, that what, you know, what really intrigued me was, how's our whole convergence, the way you're of convergence as well in your video and what you've done previously, so how's this going to converge? Is it going to be one thing? Is it going to be, if FinTech continues in that direction, DeepMind continues in that direction? It's going to be a, 
an infection point in some point, what does that mean? I think that's yeah. how this particular panel came out. Being, being involved on, on the board allows us to have these kind of conversations yeah, at least. Yeah. And really bring that information out so that people can be continually learning. Like that's something that I've heard from everybody today. They're learning yeah. and they're hearing new and different perspectives, which yeah. is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know a lot of people have questions around your role at ShopGen, yeah. Head of Execution Platforms and the UK Chief yeah. Digital Officer. This is what big. What does it mean? Yeah, and what does it actually mean? Yeah. The reality. So I've been involved in um, what we would have called e-commerce 10, 15 years ago, yeah, now called digital markets, right? So <laughs> the principles are the same. It's price discovery for our clients, for our salespeople, then being able to trade on that, whether that be with clients or with our salespeople as well, and bringing that all into one platform business. So we set up the Structured Products platform business when I first joined about 10 years ago. I've got a very strong Structured Products background. I've been built out C-Com businesses at Commerce Bank, AB and AMRO, RBS. And I knew the team at SG and they wanted somebody to come in and help you get that pricing and execution platform business up and running, hence the word execution platforms. But that went multi-asset, cross-asset. We finished that whole migration of asset classes and we, we moved that onto a tech stack which follows a fintech stack, which is you know, cloud, API, agile methodology, lean methodology, all of that kind of stuff that we hear now for granted. We implemented that probably five or six years ago. So everything we do from an execution perspective is very much what's the next feature, what's the client looking for, what are sales looking for, what products can we offer, how can we bring analytics, how do we bring data into that, how do we look at machine learning to help us define product sets, define what the relationship is, what's looking and what, what, what the relationship may look like going forward. So we've underpinned all of this within the platform business. So that's our side. On the digital office side, clearly you've got a digital office set up globally and again what I was asked to do from a UK perspective because I understand a business understand how to, how to build platform businesses is how do we integrate fintechs how do we look at innovation and bring that in our real day-to-day -day? because the issue with innovation hubs and there's lots of positives about them but they really do need to be connected and we use the word connection and kindling and fintech connect really need to be connected with our, our, our business and what we do and make sense to the people we're trying to say, look, hey, speak of this risk platform or legal solution for a term sheet platform, and they'll get it rather than trying to have to explain why we're having the conversation. So that helps having me involved, try and foster those conversations and be more meaningful within the context of our Again, business. it's all this connection yeah, and just exactly. understanding different people's point of view with, yeah. with everything that you're trying to build and move forward. Yeah. And look, yeah, this is very much what this podcast is about as well. Like we, we love to share as far and wide as possible to people that don't really know much about the fintech yeah. world and, sure. and TradFi and DeFi and what any of that means. We want to showcase them how they can build wonderful careers here. So for those wanting to progress in the world of digital tra transformation, if you could give a bit of advice, yeah, what would yeah, it be? Absolutely. I think um, we, we've kind of changed tack in the last couple of years, really, particularly with I'm not going to go into te technology stuff, but open source, I think that's really opened up a lot of opportunities to look at how do we use tools and technologies. So we're seeing in the, the advent from front office, from Excel, which sounds a bit, even that sounds a bit dated, and I don't want to be detrimental to Microsoft or anything like that, but it's, it's a tool that everyone uses, and it's not shareable, it's, it's held on people's desktops, 
somebody leaves the firm, we don't have the ability to be able to take that knowledge and experience and bring that in-house. So we've got to go and buy somebody else, pay probably a little bit of a premium to get them on boarded. But what we're trying to do is say, let's move away from Excel to things like Jupyter Notebook. So at least you can get your data in there, you can explain the data, explain the data model, or you can get into AI. Let's literally just get the data in there and explain it. And then using Python and Python scripts to do the, the launch data, to do the calculations for risk, for example, bar, whatever it may be, we're putting all of that into libraries that we can actually access. So, and also transversal. So if there isn't a risk library that we need for structured products that has similar characteristics to equities, we want to be able to reshare share that and reuse the library and change it if we need to, but not the whole aspect of it. So it's been a big change in terms of skill sets, but also mindset. And I think having people, and we're recruiting people now, particularly from either apprenticeships or for graduates, we tend to look at their GitHub page. You know, we say, well, what have you contributed? What have you done? Not contributed in the sense of what have you done, but well, what, how, let's have a look at how you're using Jupyter Notebook, how you're using Python, what did you use as a use case? And they could come from a physics background or they could come from an engineering background or be, be working for a car firm. It really doesn't matter because data is data and the plethora of data that we have, even weather data. We've seen so many really good examples where people have taken open source data that's out there, openly available data, put it into a, a, a Jupyter Notebook, applied machine learning, algorithms to a whole set of machine learning algorithms and there you go and you go, wow, you know, you didn't need to do a degree to be able to put that together. You've got the mindset, you've got the right approach, you've got the intelligence and wanting to want to do that, uh, that, that helps. And that also shows how we transform the mindset within the firm and within, the, you know, it's not totally done. There's still a lot of work to do, as you can imagine, particularly in global markets. We've been able to grow that uh, mindset and approach with particularly graduates and people coming in with that mindset has made a big difference to allow us to do that. Yeah, so this mindset and this approach, this is so, so important for the world's inclusion and how we build and create cultures yeah. that, that are inclusive. And, you know, just the way you've described that, you know, 10, 15 years ago, or even less than that, you know, it, it wouldn't, none of this would have been considered. Yeah. But now we're really looking to build upon that yeah. change and change and openness of perspective. So tell us a little bit about why that's so important to you and the business and actually the industry as a whole. Yeah, I mean, you know, inclusion itself is, is really important, of course, and I could do the facts coming from everyone else and you know, say the same lies. But if I talk a little bit on a personal level, so, so for me, for obvious reasons, this is important to me. I think the example that I just gave around how we uh, look for candidates or people approach us is a way that we want to kind of decolor, if you like, what, what university you come from or what your background is. It really shouldn't matter. Of course, there's, there's an element of having a, a social background that would allow you to even think about whether you could use Jupyter Notebook or Python. So even letting people know and informing people there is stuff out there that can help you get to a stage if you're interested in technology, that's a big step in itself. And we do that for uh, universities, we've done it for charities as well as I'm a trustee uh, for a local charity in Tower Hamlets. And we did a, um, a data for good session with them, with young people there, just to get people aware of it, that there are opportunities. And I think we're seeing changes in firms where at the starting level of the run, where we're seeing a lot more diversity, both from a ethnic minority group, female, LBG, LBGTQ plus A. We're seeing that's being more accepting because the people who are employing are also of a certain age and mindset where they understand that and, and appreciate that. But I think where we're still struggling a little bit is at the senior levels where you've got to have more visibility around people who 
you know, to show the people who are coming in that there are opportunities to move into those kind of positions and affect change without losing your identity. And that sounds a bit, you know, a bit heavy, but you still want to feel that you've got your yourself. And I, I don't even love the word when they say bring yourself to the office. That one never really does, right? Yeah. It's, it's not an easy one to do unless the culture of the organisation is really embracing of that. I'm not sure there are many examples of that out there. So for me, that's how I I look at it. And, I guess where my thinking is much more around the, for that senior level, hit more of an intervention stance rather yeah. than, rather than inclusion training is important, of course, and, and bias, unconscious bias training, again, is important. But I think reality is we are coming from a structure that is biased yeah. in one way or another. And by not having an intervention strategy to say we recognize that, we need to make a change, we need to accept that these are the, the challenges that we're not dealing with from a structural perspective and addressing those gaps and saying actually the standard way of getting people into those positions just isn't going to work. Mm. We're going to have to change the way we're going to make that happen. Yeah. That's where my stance is from personally. Yeah, and this is such active involvement. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that say, yeah, I subscribe to this, but, you know, we want everything to be fair, so we'll just let it grow fairly. And so, well, that means you're not actively, you know, really focusing on that. And I think everything that you've described there, you know, it's, it sounds like, you know, movement. It sounds like activity. It sounds like we are we are putting a foot forward to say this change must happen. Yeah. And and that's fantastic to hear. And I love, that, I love your phrase of you know, intervention and yeah. intervention strategy because yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that. That's a personal view, by the way, just yeah, to clarify that. But I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really back that. Yeah, and I, yeah. love, I love that way of coining it. And I will be using that, that because it's fantastic. We had um, David... And I'm, I'm, forgive me, I didn't pronounce this wrong. Olusawaka, who's come, sometimes on BBC, does the history programs. Right. And he came into sort of through our BME network, and, was, and, and I loved the, the fact that he came in, and, and he gave such a wonderful historical context to Clary Wharf and the whole history of slavery and British involvement in that, and, and what that means today. And, and I think it's, the irony for me was the structures are there, the structures have, have, were put in place 200 years ago, but we're still living in effect within the same structures. We might name it differently, but if the structure still makes us feel either that we're going in imposter syndrome or whatever, it's because of the structure, the way yeah. that we've grown up in that structure. Yeah. And we, we've got to tackle that and say, recognize the structure is causing challenges. Are you willing to change the structure? Yes or no? If you are, then you're going to have to look at how do you intervene to, to, to change the dial, literally move that dial a lot yeah. further. And I, I saw something the other day with Runnymede, actually. Do you know Runnymede's a Runnymede Trust? And they did something wrong in English, lit, English, English literature. And they were talking about change in 2025. Not change in 2055, 2025, where they want to increase the, the literature of what people read more from a more diverse range. But it was being pushed not just from teachers, but also from students. And that's where the, the change has got to come. It's not just we need to rely on the group of the strategy change, we need the people who are involved in that strategy to say, we want change, we want to see text from the people that we wouldn't see, like, to kill a mockingbird, right? Still yeah. being discussed and talked about. Yeah, yeah. Today's, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, it's a great piece of text and a good story, and I enjoy the, the black and white movie, but let's let's try and move that. Yeah, move I mean, that was, again. yeah, written yeah. 
what, nearly 100 exactly. years ago now, right? Yeah. Arthur Lee. Yeah. So, look, thank you so yeah, much no for problem. joining us today on the Humans of Fintech podcast series here live at Fintech Connect. I think you've left us with so much that we can take away and that intervention strategy and being active <laughs> and everyone being involved yeah. in driving this change because so much change is happening within our space. We've got to allow that change to be in our people's strategies yeah. as well. So Absolutely. thank you for everything you've shared today. So great. Brilliant having Thanks you. for inviting me as well.